Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westman demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. Do 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 what up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host Iris and I am here with my older brother. Wesley. Today we are talking a movie from 2018. The culmination of many years of a fantastic franchise. Well, the latest culmination. Soon to be eclipsed by a new release. Jurassic World Dominion. Today we're talking Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So beginning in June of 1993, we had Jurassic Park 1. Wes, can I count on you to bring us to date? (laughs) Because, wow. Jurassic Park, Isla Nublar, I passed your quiz. They opened a biological preserve that was meant to be a theme park. The Lost World Jurassic Park was Isla Sorna, the secondary island, which was the facility for the breeding before they're introduced to the Jurassic Park. That uh, saw the return of Jeff Goldblum. Jurassic Park 3 was another venture to Isla Sorna involving paragliding tourism. And then a a couple tricking Alan Grant, the Sam Neill character, back to Jurassic Park. I guess the question is always how to get all these people back to Jurassic Park. Dominion promises to get everyone from Jurassic World as far as, as, and also the Jurassic Park, the original trilogy, at least those who survived and who are, you know, main characters. Yeah. I call it the aliens conundrum. Like, how do you possibly get Ripley to go back? Right. Uh, you, you threaten to pull her license and then you send her to a different place and they inhabit a different place, which is what's happening. Actually, kind of is what's happening in Jurassic World. Of course, Jurassic, the Lost World Jurassic Park saw dinosaurs also come to San Diego when they tried to ship the T-Rex back. Jurassic World was an entirely new park, better security with new characters in Claire Deering and Owen Grady, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. And she was the specialist who signed off on the genetic testing to create the new attraction which was the indominus rex which apparently can become invisible <laughs> and <laughs> owen grady is like what is he an ex-navy behaviorist an animal behaviorist and of course things go terribly amok and the dinosaurs get loose again and that is on Island nublar and then jurassic world fallen kingdom which we're talking about today also takes place on Island nublar which is the original site of the original jurassic park and uh Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom saw the destruction, the annihilation of Isla Nublar entirely because of the biggest MacGuffin of all time. Why go to Jurassic World again? 
because a volcano is erupting and is going to destroy the dinosaurs. Cataclysmic extinction level event. There was that Icelandic unpronounceable volcano and Mount St. Helens and, of course, uh, Krakatoa and things like that and Vesuvius and stuff. But those things break windows like continents away, like hundreds and hundreds of miles from the blast source. They blow out windows and they register as seismic events. But here it's just like a backdrop for the Tyrannosaurus roar. <laughs> it goes and the volcano's exploding and then you're like the majesty and everything. And <laughs> Owen Grady is outrunning the pyroclastic clouds and dipping his fingers in the lava when he's all paralyzed and stuff. And it's like bloop when he pulls his hand out of the way at the last minute. I mean, <laughs> seriously, they were pitching ideas and you like mock Bob in the writer's room. You're like, shut up, Bob. When he's like a volcano. But here they embraced it. Yeah, it definitely sparks or like, yeah, little yeah. pieces fly. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if the if the audience is thinking about that stuff, they're already out of the movie. Yeah, and that's that's why we're here. We're setting up for Jurassic World Dominion, which I'm pretty sure is going to suck because Fallen Kingdom no. kind of sucked. Jurassic World. And you could talk about the science wonkiness, but this is just movie wonkiness that we're justifying in order to get a sequel, right, of Jurassic World. But we talked about... Term the Terminator series and any other and any other number of probably the avatars too, where you can't just can't not see. I'm gonna see the new Indiana Jones. I'm gonna see the new Terminators. I have to see the new Jurassic Park, which promises to be the last in this Jurassic Park series. These characters, this storyline, all the InGen, all the John Hammond, all the the new bad guys and stuff, and the and what was the guy's name? The, the, this one was Lockwood, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And and in Eli Mills or whatever, all, this whole storyline is supposed to wrap up now that the dinosaurs are all over the world. This is truly Jurassic World. Um, well, the Eli Mills storyline that ended in Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just these characters and their association with the returning Dr. Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler and Ian Malcolm are all going to wrap up now. Since our review on the original Jurassic Park, available now at orwhatevermovies.com, I'm assuming you you gathered from talking with Paloma in Yosemite that Jurassic Park is now like Paloma's favorite movie of all time. Jurassic Park, really? <laughs> it, even though you didn't warn her about the raptor behind the thing after it ate Mr. Arnold? I didn't warn her about that. I warned her about everything else. So she was like prepared and able to watch it without being perpetually in fear. But yeah, she loved it, loves it. And she has requested to see two, three, and then, and, and so on and so forth, which I just kind of don't really have the heart to do because it's like, they just don't compare, but maybe to her like six-year-old kid brain should be like, this is great. Right. Okay. But do you know about Cretaceous Park? You know what? <laughs> I was totally going to ask about Cretaceous Park because it just doesn't have the same ring as Jurassic Park. It's a kid's show. Oh, Camp Cretaceous. Camp, sorry, Camp Cretaceous. Yeah. Not to be confused with Camp Crustacean. <laughs> that's, that's called SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. Obviously, I didn't get it right because I don't watch that garbage. And one could say <laughs> I don't watch that garbage in referring to the movies as well, but I kind of can't help it. It's only been on since 2020, so it is following the events of the movie we're discussing today. But, uh, you know, if she likes the dinosaurs. I mean, the dinosaurs are basically cartoons anyway. Yeah, that's true. Just kind of more realistic cartoons. I don't know. We'll give Camp Cretaceous. Crustaceous? <laughs> Wait. Camp Cretaceous. And frankly, 
Most of the dinosaurs featured in Jurassic Park are actually from the Cretaceous period. Yeah, and that's what in Fallen Kingdom the auctioneer says, right? He's talking about all the yep. different features of the dinosaurs as they're being auctioned off. And he mentions that a number of them are from the Christi- Cre- <laughs> Cretaceous period. So why don't we have a Cretaceous Park? We only have a Camp Cretaceous? I don't know, because it, it sounds weird. I don't know. We debated on taking Paloma to see Dominion. Yes. But then we saw the trailer when we watched Top Gun Maverick, and we were like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just wait for Lightyear. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, she's got a long way to go. And you have a giant projection TV on which she can watch the last 28 years worth of movies. You yeah. have time, and then you can watch Dominion, which we will do for the purposes of review. And then we will, and then when it's released on video, you can you can kind of get a feel for what it is and what she can expect. Right. I mean, look, we are back to with any sequels, we are back to pretty cartoony stuff. And while there's some scariness in the uh, Indominus Rex of Jurassic World and the Indoraptor of this movie, Fallen Kingdom, the you know these they get more silly and funny, I guess, in a way. There are a lot of callbacks to the original Jurassic Park, which which is, I guess, comforting in a weird way. Like they got to have the scene where they're running and the dinosaurs are running all around them. In this case, running away from a volcano. Yeah. Jurassic World saw the riding on a motorbike was surrounded by raptors kind of vibe. Yep. They even do the thing in Jurassic World. Fall, I, I'm just going to say Fallen Kingdom. They just they, they even do the thing where they hide behind the log while the dinosaurs are running around the log. And, uh, you know, the original Jeep with the glass windows, the original Land Rovers or whatever, became those rolly pods. And they have the rolly pods again in this movie. Right. And the dinosaur right outside the glass, you know, where it can lower its head and you can see its eyeball and its sharp teeth and stuff. <laughs> right. They have they definitely do the eyeball pupil contraction. When the T-Rex wakes up. The T-Rex machina, where the the T-Rex comes out of nowhere and nobody knows it's there until it snatches (laughs) someone out of frame. T-Rex machina? Is that an ex machina play? Yeah. That's hilarious. Ex machina being the ghost is out of the machine. But it was uh, Owen, or it was Mills, and the compies jump down around him and you're like, oh, he's going to get pulled apart by the compies. And then the T-Rex snatches him out of the air. Right, yeah. How come, into the air. How come we can hear the T-Rex just coming for miles and miles? Right. But when he needs to be super stealth, he can just like pop up. In the case of the original Jurassic Park, uh, Steven Spielberg regarded the T-Rex as a hero of sorts. And they're like, no, we got to have the T-Rex back. And so he just magically appears in the lobby and snatches the <laughs> raptor out of the air when it's about to kill people. So they kind of did the same thing here. Right. When, when T-Rex needs to be super stealth, he can be. And apparently the uh, Indominus Rex can turn invisible (laughs) right exactly so who is fallen kingdom and the forthcoming dominion made for so there's two camps there's i've been following all the science and i can see and justify these living creatures you know being kept in cages and then is man is it man's folly in creating them and setting them free is it their fault they deserve to die and all these things were explored in the jurassic worlds and then there's just dinosaurs and i'm sure paloma will be happy seeing dominion also a little bit scared but there's dinosaurs and you're like so cool and that's really it and so jurassic world 
Old Dominion has those things, has both of those. And I've revisited Fallen Kingdom for the science to recall the progression of this story and the moral implications and how nature selected the dinosaurs for extinction and man brought them back. And in doing so, man orchestrated its own extinction and we're entering the new, the neo-Jurassic era, as Ian Malcolm says in the congressional hearings. But apparently he's going to shave his beard and he's going to get back out there somehow and must go faster and we'll see how it goes. But now that they're out in the wild and all the big bads have died, uh, except for the T-Rex, I wonder if this is going to have a big bad scientifically engineered dinosaur nemesis or if this is going to be a more, I guess, family friendly as a byproduct of just these animals being more animals in the wild and not being so immediately threatening as gotta go rescue Ian in the Jeep and get chased by the T-Rex right? kind of thing. It's it's arguable that T-Rex is kind of a good guy, but he'll, he'll save you when you need saving. He's like the, the big dude that you keep around that like handles the bullies if the bullies step to you. But T-Rex is still a bad dude, but not as bad as Jurassic Park 3's Spinosaurus or Jurassic World's Indominus Rex, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's Indoraptor. I mean, were the animals ever really the baddies? I think, I feel like the commentary is always that it's smart people doing bad things. Right. And the smart people create much badder baddies in the genetically engineered. In the case of the Indoraptor, every cell in its body was genetically engineered to be the super soldier. Right. And so who knows? But obviously hairy stuff is going to go down because there's dinosaurs all over the world. We saw in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the surfers surfing with the obviously dangerous Mosasaurus in the in the wave that they're surfing. Yes. It's like humans and dinosaurs live in harmony. But that's a bad dinosaur. That's an Indominus Rex chomping dinosaur. And in every trailer that that dinosaur is featured in, it like leaps out of the water and chomps on an oil rig or a boat or something. And it chomped onto the gatekeeper in the cold Right, open. that's the worst dinosaur. And they're all surfing with it. I don't know, man. We'll see how it goes. Like, I'm just like, why, why, are you going to go see Jurassic World Dominion? Yeah. Why? Because dinosaurs. I don't know. Do I care? I mean, look, Jurassic World phone, is it going to be family friendly? I hope not because I didn't see any kids in the trailer for Dominion. Did you? Yeah. Dominion has the return of Maisie. Yeah. The worst kid. At least Lex and Tim, original Jurassic Park, didn't set the dinosaurs free. That was Dennis Nedry, who was kind of a big kid. But Maisie, you see, what happens when you put kids in movies is they honk stuff up. And nobody honked up anything more than Maisie, who's like, they are alive like I am. And thus I'm going to populate the world with dinosaurs who are going to kill untold number of people. You think it's bad, Phil, that there are raptors in the kitchen? There are raptors in everybody's kitchen in Dominion, Phil. Can you excuse it because of her innocence and because of her kindredship, kindred no, spirit? No, she's a clone. She doesn't have any rights. She's engineered too. I mean, of everybody, Ian Malcolm, who understands nature, and they're like, you want the dinosaurs to be killed by the volcano? And he's like, yeah. And they asked Owen Grady, who loves blue, you're just going to let blue die? And he's like, well, yeah, because it's bad. Because it's no longer what you intended when your asset your dinosaurs are released into the world. There's no stopping it now. But it's it's kind of like watching that dinosaur die and you're like, no, because it's like, woo. 
and it's being left behind on the dock when the when the the, the volcano obliterates it. But that's the med- the the, the Vegisaurus, right? Who's like crying out in in all forlorn, like let me on your boat. But do you know how many dinosaurs we saw die in that volcanic explosion? How many like lemminged off the cliffs? Yep. Dinosaurs died all over the place. That one allosaur or whatever it was that was looking in as they were rolling along got annihilated by a like a flaming meteorite from the from the volcano. <laughs> but we care about the one on the dock, the the humanized one. Right, of course, because he's because he is silhouetted by flames and because the doors of the the hatch of the ship or whatever close all slowly and sadly and you're like oh and the light like the last light of the dinosaurs the last sight closes on owen grady's eyes (sighs) so how are these stories or what do you know of dominion and how does fallen kingdom connect to it i just know that it's a culmination most directly for fallen kingdom daisy head Maisie has released the dinosaurs <laughs> into the world this is some noah's ark nonsense right here where there's like 40 species of like a handful of dinosaurs and they've now bred worldwide blue apparently bred with some other raptor unless i mean she has a baby in the trailer and so it's just the total proliferation of dinosaurs across the world and what they're going to do about it. Frankly, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but they're going to wrap this up into a bow. And I cannot imagine that it will be with all the dinosaurs either dead or recontained. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a harmony thing where that you stay away from tigers and lions and stuff in the wild. And now you have to stay away from the T-Rexes and stuff. The trailer shows them like in a cabin, you know, living harmoniously with their raptor pets who are, you know, distinctly canine-like. And maybe it will return to some situation like that where there is the harmony in a new world order or a new, what did Ian Malcolm call it? The Neo-Jurassic era, a new era. I think that will be the case. My hope is not that how are we going to move this story forward that we've been tracking since the original Jurassic Park, which is the... uh, the meddling of human innovation in a long extinct species, but rather dialing that back. Like, I don't want to see the science. It seems like B.D. Wong's Henry Wu character is repentant now, and hopefully they're not genetically modifying anything new. And we're just going to kind of focus on the more animal human story as opposed to following the science or the, the, the greed of the corporations. Yeah, that would be nice because that gets a little bit tedious. All of the greed and the baddies who are like money hungry and, you know, all commercially minded and stuff. But what I'm not really into is the fish out of water, like literal like Nemo, Nemo 2 or is it Dory? Where, you know, it's like fishbowl, like driving in trucks and stuff and like they're bouncing the fishbowl around like an, an office space. Like, why do we have to put dinosaurs in like Europe? Or like an ancient city like Rome or wherever it is where they're doing the big chase in the trailer. Shouldn't it be humans in a dinosaur compatible like setting? Like why are they in the city? Colin Trevorrow who directed Dominion is saying that we're not going to see the dinosaurs in Times Square or in the middle of Hollywood. 
That said, this was a globe-trotting movie that filmed all over the place, and as such, it was hit pretty hard from COVID, and they had to stop in the middle of filming. It was actually scheduled for release about a year ago. But as I understand it, yeah, we have dinosaurs where they're not supposed to be. It's basically James Bond, but with dinosaurs. Right. They're like, we need an ex exotic location, and we're going to be jumping around on rooftops and stuff. <sighs> yeah, just think of it like Mission Impossible. They need a, a beautiful place for dinosaurs to run, like Tom Cruise. And uh, <laughs> but I I don't wow. know I don't know I have the answer. I don't know why it's all over the place. Why they would go to these specific locations unless it's to track the bad dinosaur or something that needs to be killed so that the others can live in peace with humanity. Maybe the dinosaurs are going all Planet of the Apes. Blue is supposed to be extremely intelligent. In Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they call Blue the second most intelligent species the planet has ever seen. Something to that effect. And the dinosaurs are evolving and they're going to come to total awareness and rise up against the humans. Who knows? Unlike any of the other animals that have had millennia more of opportunity for evolving. Yeah, yeah but these are special animals and hadn't had the... Uh, no, they had the, their chance. Right, but nature selected them for extinction. <laughs> Except, I don't know, but doesn't that suggest a presence to determine that they would be selected for extinction? Wouldn't that imply a god as opposed to nature? Because it seemed like what happened to them was a chance occurrence. You're talking about the meteor or the whatever the cataclysmic event was. Right. Were they naturally selected or was it a freak occurrence that could happen to us if it weren't for Bruce Willis and the drillers? Wow. And uh, and Morgan Freeman as the president. <laughs> the references in this review are just out of control. Yeah. And that's not even from the same movie. No, they weren't. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You're talking about Deep Impact and Armageddon. But man is troublesome and we put our finger in everything and mess stuff up and let dinosaurs loose in the world. But when it comes down to it, when, when humanity needs it, we also save the world every time through science and innovation. And our human superpower of empathy. <laughs> exactly. That is our superpower. <laughs> I mean, at least for the goodies, for the good guys. So how and why would we get Malcolm, Grant, and Sattler back in the same room as Grady and Claire Hutchins? Or what's her name? Claire Darling or Deer yeah. Deerling? Deering, Deering. Yeah. Why would Ripley go back again? In this case, it's like five Ripleys. <laughs> five Ripleys. That's a lot of scientists to corral. A lot of PhDs in one room, in one movie. Yeah, and, and maybe this will be a culmination, not just to wrap up the storylines. Maybe they'll all die. Who knows? And I don't expect this to be a triumphant cap, like, oh, we've had one good movie and then four pretty okay movies, I guess, decent dinosaur movies. And But this was the good one. I don't know. More than just fan service of getting them in the same room, they need to find a compelling reason, which I fully expect. And we talked about in Jurassic Park, uh, our review, Gold Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern were engaged for two years in the mid-90s after that movie. And now they're showing up together on screen. They haven't been in a movie together since in nearly 30 years. So maybe it's all better by now, whatever yeah. drove them apart. It would be like you being like, hey, I'm going to make a movie with Matt Hedges. It's like weird. <laughs> That would be weird for a number of reasons. Whatever happened to Dr. Sattler and Dr. Grant? I mean, did they have babies? Spoiler, did they have a breed of child? <laughs> no. 
As established in Jurassic Park 3, Alan Grant is recruited by these people to try to find their son. And when he checks in on Laura Dern, because Laura Dern can Google stuff and is not on the park or whatever, we, we surprise, surprise, find her with child and a different husband. Not, not like in the biblical sense. She has a child. <laughs> and so where are those people now? Don't know. Where is Ian Malcolm's daughter? Uh, don't know. Uh, from from the Lost World Jurassic Park. Well, he had three of them as of Jurassic Park 1993. Right, but only one of them was a gymnastics, breakfast cooking, pain in the butt, gotta save her, the Lost World Jurassic Park one. Hey, she knocks out Dinosaur 2 using her gymnast skills. Yeah, and I'm sure that that was well regarded by everyone and is long remembered as the... The most groan-worthy moment of the entire franchise. (laughs) Right, yeah. And Steven Spielberg even admits that he botched that one. He says that he doesn't do many sequels because when he does sequels, he tends to be overconfident, especially, obviously, he wouldn't do a sequel unless his movies were huge successes. But uh, what's another sequel that Spielberg actually directed as opposed to produced besides the lost world because he says he he kind of messed that one up indiana jones and he also says that temple of doom was also they were both in a super dark place and he didn't feel good about it george lucas was going through a divorce and uh, they made that one super dark and scary and and it's the least regarded of the indiana joneses people love the the last crusade and uh (laughs) We won't even talk about it. The goose won't even acknowledge Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as, like, a, as a proper Indiana Jones. Wow. Yeah, but there's also a groan-worthy, everybody-remembers-it moment from Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic World took a decided turn and, and it had some throwbacks or whatever, but I felt it was snappier. I like the dialogue in Fallen Kingdom. I think it's clever. I think it's not quite as on-the-nose and family-friendly, but it's, it's, a, it's a different thing. It's a Jurassic Park for a new era, and uh, you have to have throwbacks and nostalgia for the first one, but not as heavy-handed. I, I don't mind that Spielberg is only producing this one. This kind of morphed into a pan-franchise, generalized Jurassic World, Jurassic Park kind of conversation. But getting back to Fallen Kingdom, can you rate this as a standalone film? No, I mean, only in the respect that there are dinosaurs and a volcano, (laughs) which we haven't seen before. But all of this, everything we're here to do is is to establish how we could have possibly gotten to this point where we now have to go back to the island to rescue the the dinosaurs that Ian Malcolm has always wanted to kill, fine. Uh, All you got to know is that there was Jurassic Park, and then fast forward 30 years, Jurassic Park got 25 years, got got blowed up by a volcano, which necessitated bringing them all to the mainland, which ultimately led to them getting let loose by the punk kid, who kids always ruin everything in Jurassic Park movies. And now here's where we are. Something's going to happen and the dinosaurs are all in the wild. And by wild, you mean the wilds of civilization? Yeah, in the cities and in Rome or Malta or wherever the heck they are. Uh, Malta. (laughs) All right. Well, so then does that mean are you accusing yourself of giving a rating on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Or are you going to give a generalized rating for the entire franchise up until this point? It's kind of a dumb movie, and it really exists to move forward, to move the story forward, to justify getting off the island and into a proper Jurassic world. And that's all I'm here for. Like, I revisited Fallen Kingdom, and I was like, right, volcano, 
blah, blah, blah. New bad one, Indoraptor, check. That one's dead. All you got to remember is Owen and Claire and Blue, and now they're all off the island. And that apparently that clone kid is coming back. <laughs> and somehow that's setting us up for what will be the culmination in this franchise, Jurassic World Dominion, coming out, God, this weekend. Yep, every, but everybody's dead. Hammond is dead. Lockwood is dead. All the baddies and the, the people who are st- the new corporation startup guys, the guy from Mizrani from Jurassic World, Mills from Fallen Kingdom, all the bad guys are dead. All the things are shut down. No more auctions this time. So all we have to focus on are the good guy characters and the good guy and bad guy dinosaurs. Good guy and bad guy dinosaurs coming up. So yep, no rating. I'll, I'll you're be saying there. You're abstaining. No rating. No, fine. I love the Jurassic franchise because dinosaurs and <laughs> that's it and whatever gets us to here i have to see a new one i'm going to reserve but i'm going into it with some trepidation some hesitation our good friend mike montoya said it best when he saw the rise of skywalker his review was at least i don't have to think about star wars for a few years now because the, this, we're promising an end to the jurassic era at least on film i'm here for it but i don't expect a lot going in i just i have to see this all the way through there you have it i think what you're really saying is the original jurassic park from 1993 was so powerful so impactful and influential that it has basically carried you until now You were compelled to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which we were ostensibly talking about today. And you will be compelled to see Dominion. And we, or whatever movies, will be there to review it. Check out our review on Jurassic World Dominion next week on orwhatevermovies.com. In the meantime, we hope that you enjoyed this discussion on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, for which Wesley abstained to give a rating I'm just going to go on record and say Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, despite its penultimate position in the franchise, probably a boring, but, you know, not even really worth framing in that regard. I am looking forward to Jurassic World Dominion, hopefully to sharing it and Camp Cretaceous with Paloma because she's moving into a very exciting movie watching time in her life. Yeah. Is there any more a definitive legacy or series of films for our age than the Jurassic World series? Something that's consistently gives us dinosaurs <laughs> and I guess stuff, stuff for the adults, but it evokes the imagination and, and a sense of wonder and the best part of movie making, which is showing us something we would ordinarily never be able to see in the guise of reality. Yeah, to see or experience. Agreed. And that is our discussion on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Wow, I would I would recap all the movies that we referenced, but I just there's just too many. This uh, review, this discussion was rife with references. We hope that you enjoyed them. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, please follow us on social media at or whatever movies. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please send us a message or an email or whatever movies at gmail.com 818-835-04-7 three na 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 this is my out music thanks for listening and we'll see you next time welcome to sarah talk solutions ladies and gentlemen you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show i'm sarah b and i'm your host you can find me on my ig which is aussie underscore sarah underscore la i talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical wonderful wonderful city of the city of angels my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A. Electric acid.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.